Welcome to another episode of The Brand Called You, a podcast and podcast show that brings you leadership lessons, knowledge, experience, and wisdom from thousands of successful individuals from around the world. I'm your host, Ashutosh Garg, and today I'm delighted to welcome a very, very senior corporate leader, a fellow YPR from China, Mr. Alvin Wang Graylin. Alvin, welcome to the show. <laughs> Thank you, Ash. I appreciate the invite and uh, look you. forward to our chat. Thank you. Alvin is the China president of HTC. He's the global VP of corporate development, HTC. He's also the president of the VRVCA. He's a vice chairman of IVRA. And as I mentioned, he's a fellow member of the YPO. Alvin has been recognized, felicitated and awarded several times. So Alvin, before we get into any further discussions, tell me about your own amazing journey to the top. <laughs> Uh, well, first of all, I don't think I'm at the top. Uh, I think I'm I'm still uh, I'm on that journey. Um, and I guess from the beginning, it's probably more interesting to to, to start from where I was born and grew up. Uh, I was actually born during the Cultural Revolution uh, in China, mm-hmm. uh, actually on a re-education farm. So both my my parents uh, were educators and artists. So my my dad was a professor mm-hmm. of art at the uh, Guangzhou Academy of Fine Arts, and my mother was um, one of the founders of the Shanghai Ballet School and and the Guangzhou Ballet School, and Amazing. she's also a mm, dancer yeah. for the ba- Beijing Ballet. Mm. But um, you know, they they uh, I guess because of, of of their kind of educational intellectual background during the Cultural Revolution, they were sent to uh, be reeducated uh, in in the farms, and mm. uh, that's kind of where where I started. Mm-hmm. Um, and we were very fortunate that after the Cultural Revolution, uh, my because my mom is, is half Chinese, half American, uh, we were able to get uh, a sponsorship to be uh, to immigrate from China to the U.S. and mm-hmm. and uh, it, it kind of started my my journey uh, mm-hmm. of you know having a a more Western education and and also uh, broadening my my uh, my sights. So, um, in fact, I, I think that that's um, when I when I landed in, in in the U.S. I remember my dad sat me down, uh, my brother and I. We, we uh, he was I was nine and he was twelve, and and uh, he said, "Hey, you know, we we've given up everything that we have, mm-hmm. so that uh, we moved to a new country for you mm-hmm. to uh, this land of opportunity. Uh, you know, make sure you make the most of it. And uh, but you know, we also don't have any money." Mm-hmm. Uh, so if you want to go to college, you have to get good grades and you have to get mm-hmm. scholarships and, you know, whatever you need, you have to buy yourself. Amazing. Um, and so I think that that talk kind of gave me the the direction and purpose and drive of, mm-hmm. um, you know, what what drove me to do what I what I did and, and mm-hmm. you know, pursuing excellence and pursuing independence. Mm-hmm. Uh, in fact, since pretty much about a month after I got there, my brother and I both started to work. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I, you know, essentially from the age of nine uh, and, you know, uh, I've been uh, employed in some way and everything wow. I've, I've mm-hmm. had in my life, I actually bought through my own work. So my okay. first you know, TV, my first bike, my first computer, mm-hmm. my first car, uh, I, I, you know, everything um, was something that I, I, I valued because I, I felt like I actually worked for it. Mm. And I, I equated everything to how many hours of of, of labor I had for it. Yep. So you 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 have a appreciation for for the things that you have. Mm. And um, 
you know, so so both my brother and I actually were were very fortunate. We both went to the University of Washington for uh, undergrad and double yeah. E, and then we both went to MIT for uh, grad school. And both mm. of them, both of us uh, got full ride scholarships. So Amazing. so uh, we 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 at least uh, you know satisfy what my what my dad <laughs> asked for. And in fact, both of us became entrepreneurs. Um, in fact, later on, he 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 um, he. Uh, sat us down and, and said, you know, you, you guys are here. You guys have to uh, have to fulfill your purpose mm-hmm. uh, for for life. And and you know, every every human has to have you know something that that they contribute to the world. And uh, for your mother and I, we're we're artists, so all we can do is to bring beauty to the world. Mm-hmm. But uh, you know, you guys don't really have artistic talent, so you know, <laughs> go find something else you can do. Okay. <laughs> so, <laughs> so um so we we both ended up being uh engineers and then being entrepreneurs and i mm. think uh, both of us have had uh, founded four different venture backed startups uh mm. you know have had exits uh both have worked for large large corporations um and you know the last uh, 7 years i've been with uh with HTC mm. and uh you know essentially helping drive the the whole uh, XR and uh you know VR metaverse um direction and industry uh for mm. for china so Sorry. it's uh it's been a it's been a fun ride fascinating and we will talk about the metaverse but my next question is alvin you know htc is such a powerful and large organization i wanted to ask you what goes into building a global company out of uh, china um i mean HTC was already, you know, pretty successful in large company yeah. uh, before I got there. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, Cher uh, Wong is the, the founder. And, you know, mm-hmm. it's uh, when I joined, it was, I think, about uh, 18 years. It's now about 25-year-old company. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I think that the key uh, success factor for HTC has really been about innovation mm-hmm. uh, and about doing things that other people haven't done. Uh, from being essentially the, the first uh, source company to actually make a smartphone, uh, to make a a touchscreen phone, to make a, a, yeah. a 3G phone, 4G phone, 5G phone, dual camera phone, and then the first uh, company to create um, full spatial VR devices that allows you to walk around the entire room. Mm. Uh, the first you know, company to create uh, standalone VR devices so that you're not linked to a computer without any wires. Mm. And the first company to create thin and light uh, VR devices. So at, at every stage, um, w- whether for, through the telecom uh, industry or through the VR XR space, uh, we've always been a company that has uh, created the first to market. Um, <clears throat> But you know, I, I think it's also had its ups and downs. You know, at one point it was the largest phone company in the world. It's actually bigger yeah. uh, in in volume of uh, shipments than than Intel, uh, than right. than than, uh, than Apple and right. uh, and and Samsung. Yep. But uh, you know, a, a few years, uh, I think about after two thousand and twelve or thirteen, it started to to uh, to drop in terms of volume. Mm. But uh, you know, in in terms of um, in terms of uh, you know the, the China business, you know when I got here, actually it was a fairly new business for us, mm-hmm. uh, and uh, my team was five people, and uh, you know uh, I went from that to essentially uh, becoming the, the the number one player in the market for the VR space. Wow. So um, it's uh, it's been a good ride, and I, I think the key is having really good people that um, share your vision, and uh, and. You know, being an evangelist uh, in whatever you believe in and everything you do. Correct. Well said. So let's talk a little bit about the metaverse. You know, 
the whole world is now becoming excited about it, but not too many people know very much about the metaverse, except that it is something which a lot of tech leaders seem to know and seem to be putting serious money in. Yes. My first question to you, Alvin, is with the coming of the metaverse, how will the digital challenges be handled by companies in the virtual world? Um, I mean, I, first of all, I think we should probably define it so that we we actually understand what what we think it is. Yeah. Because I think there's too many people who who have who have uh, associated the term with mm. with a lot of different things. Um, the, the the easiest way for me to explain it is that. Uh, it is the internet that we've been using for the last 30 years or building globally. Mm -hmm. But instead of a video and text-based internet, uh, we're moving to a 3D-based internet. Yeah. So uh, the content should be based on 3D and it will be powered by AI so that uh, every factor in terms of how you use it, how the content is created, how uh, it, it's regulated, how the, uh, the, 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 the worlds interact with you will all be uh, powered by AI. And then the interface will likely be a VR XR device. Mm. Now, for the next four or five years or five, six years, likely most of the people still will be using you know, computers and, and laptops and phones mm. uh, to, to use it. So they'll still be using a 2D screen. But over the five to 10 year period, people will probably all transition to a XR device because that's the most natural way to consume yep. this 3D content. Mm -hmm. So it's, I, I know some people associate it with, you know, crypto and blockchain and all that. Uh, I, I think crypto and blockchain is actually a parallel track and, and a lot of people call it Web3, but I think mm -hmm. Web3 and the metaverse are actually not the same thing. So we, we don't okay. want to conflate those. Mm -hmm. um, but, uh, you know, it, there will be occasions where blockchain technology will be applied to a, these, this 3D Internet. Mm -hmm. But, uh, you know, it, it is definitely not a requirement. Mm -hmm. right? Uh, and now in terms of, of the, the how it, it will, uh, I guess, how people will, will interact and use it, mm. you know, uh, over probably the next five, 10 years, what will happen is that most of our, our uh, interactions, our daily lives will actually mm. move on to this, this 3D world mm. where uh, it will be where we go to work, where we go to school, where we interact with our friends. And it hopefully will create a borderless uh, global society. Mm. that allows anywhere anyone from anywhere to interact with anybody else and feel like they're together mm. and uh you know create uh hopefully reduce a lot of the conflict that we have in the world today mm. uh so you know I, I think a lot of lot of the conflict that exists today is because of the lack of understanding Correct. and and a lot lot of misunderstanding uh, and uh, if we can sit down with people around the world uh, and, and feel like they're next to us, we're, and, and maybe even have the AI do real-time translations if we don't have the same language, mm -hmm. uh, we, we will be able to understand each other much more and we will uh, trust each other more. Mm -hmm. And uh, I, I think that, that the world will be a better place. And, and actually for a lot of the world, it will create a more egalitarian society because mm -hmm. Uh, you know, uh, you know the, the reason that my, my parents brought me to America was they felt like that's the land of opportunity. Mm -hmm. And if you were born here, you, you're, you're even luckier because you already had that that original yeah. opportunity. Mm -hmm. But there's a lot of people in the rest of the world who, who don't have the ability to go to the right school or who mm -hmm. don't have the ability to work for the right company and so forth. Okay. But, you know, having having a, a, a borderless global world where you can go in and be represented 
and as an avatar form, no matter what your age is, what your race is, what your gender is, and whether you're tall or short or whatever, it doesn't matter because you know you will be judged by your your uh, intellect. You're going to be judged by your creativity and your imagination mm. uh, and your ability to solve problems, mm. and not not by what clothes you're wearing or, or who your parents were. Mm. So, so I feel like you know the the place will the, the world will be a better place uh, once this technology becomes widespread. I agree with you, but yet Alvin, I, you know, and I don't. I'm not an expert in this, nor do I have as much knowledge as you do. But from whatever I read, there seem to be multiple metaverses. Mm. Uh, so, how so, will so this I, work? I, I mean, there's only one internet, yeah. but why multiple <clears throat> metaverses? I, I think um, there's kind of a confusion in terms of you know the, what people call metaverses. Most of what people are calling metaverses are mm. essentially virtual worlds or virtual games. Mm. And and just like in the beginning of the internet, we had Prodigy and CompuServe and and American Online. They were all kind of wall gardens of what people would call uh, internet at the time. Mm. Uh, but you know, over time, they essentially went away and they were replaced by an open, interoperable internet. Um, I, I think that's the direction that we're going now. You know, so we have the, the Roblox or the the you know the the Decentraland or whatever. A lot of these places are just virtual worlds. They're not mm -hmm. metaverses. They should not be called metaverses. No company should own a metaverse, just right. like no company owns the internet. Right. So, um, so I, I think that that confusion is really more of a temporary confusion. Uh, longer term, we would you know we will have, uh, we should have, a a, a single global, uh, um, you know, 3D internet that we would call the metaverse. Mm, fascinating. And how do you see the common human being? You know, uh, my father was a retired brigadier general. And I remember he had just about started, you know, in his late 70s, started to use the World Wide Web. Mm -hmm. I've got talking of people like him, not the not the very very young people who take to technology so easily. How will yeah. the common person take advantage of the metaverse? Well, so I, I think this is actually where the magic happens because mm. um, proper XR technology leverages all of your senses mm -hmm. and it's, it uses all the natural ways that you interact in the real world because mm. we live in a three D world. So we're we're designed as an animal that, that thrives in that type of space. You know, Correct. we walk around, we we look around, we use our hands, mm -hmm. and in the metaverse, you put on these glasses, and you will be able to to use your voice, uh, use your hands, use your body, versus trying to type. You know, a lot of people don't know how to type, and mm -hmm. so they can't interact. Or you know, if you're you know trying to use a touchscreen, it's very you know, you're hunting and pecking, it's very hard to communicate. And, and uh, you know, a lot of menus, you don't know how to use it. I, I have to, my mom calls me every day in terms of, oh, my iPad is broken. You know, what do I need to do? <laughs> and, you know, so, but if, if, if you have a, a properly functioning, um, uh, I guess, mature metaverse environment, mm -hmm. it should feel as natural as mm -hmm. you would in the real world. And if you want to do something, you just pick up that thing and you would push the button or you would, you know, lift it and talk to it. Mm -hmm. um, and and there should be an AI agent um, that is your long-term assistant that understands you, that continues to help you. And, and it, it, it brings you the information you need. Mm. So that it's, it's, you know, it's like having a personal assistant with you everywhere. So whether you're elderly or whether you're a child, uh, if you have a helper that can guide you through whatever tasks you need, mm. uh, life becomes a lot easier. Correct. Well said. Well said. My next question to you is that, uh, and this is a little bit of a hypothetical question for you, that in a world 
which has got so many differences, so many economic differences in countries. Will technologies like the metaverse not expand the divide between the haves and the have-nots? Um, so I, I think this technology will allow certain markets mm. um, you know, that have more money to, to get access to it first. Mm. But then they will also allow uh, poorer markets to, to have that global marketplace that they mm. never had access to, right? Uh, so I'll give you an example. Um, you know, when, when I was in uh, undergrad, my, my uh, thesis study was about how to use VR to enable better education. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, we were looking at how, how can you use full body, full brain exercises mm-hmm. in terms of an, an enabling learning. And if we can do if we can use your full senses, uh, people can kids can learn a lot, lot faster, mm-hmm. a lot earlier. Um, and in fact, we, we did some studies uh, in China uh, on this with multiple universities. And, and it consistently comes across that, you know, kids who are using VR uh, to supplement their education mm-hmm. uh, will learn complex subjects faster. They will remember it longer and, and they, they test better. Right. And, and they're more willing to, to use whatever they learned. Mm-hmm. So so for, you know, I, I'm sure you know that, you know, the number one factor that uh, affects your long term success is uh, the amount of education you have. Correct. Um, kind of no matter where you're born, if you have more education, your 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 average income is going to be essentially directly proportional to your education. Yes. Now, if we can allow somebody who just has a, a you know, $200, $300 device mm-hmm. to be able to get the same education as a person who went, you know, sent million dollars to go to Harvard. Mm-hmm. Um it actually equalizes the world, right? And, and what it also does is that, you know, right now, each of these schools can only have a few thousand kids a year. Correct. So, you know, so it becomes a very exclusive thing. Mm. But if we can say, hey, I want to make all of these the best professors in the world. You know, when I went to MIT, there was 50 Nobel Prize winning uh, laureates that were professors there. Why can't we make them accessible to a classroom of, of a million kids? Correct. Or why can't we record them in a 3d space and then have them then ai personalize their lectures to the individuals that are each calling in and then feeling like they're having a one-to-one lesson Mm. with a nobel laureate that's going to help raise the level of education across the world and the more educated you are the the more you have the ability to participate in the in the global economy Mm. so there may be many billionaires out there but it doesn't you don't have to be a billionaire to be happy Right. So if, if we can raise the overall quality of education, the overall quality of life and the mm. overall quality of communication. Um, and in fact, by, by having a metaverse uh, available, accessible to everybody, we provide experiences that once was only available to the billionaires and the millionaires that, you know, anybody with a, with a, you know, a couple hundred dollar device mm. can travel to wherever to, to go. You can go to Mars, mm. you can go to the moon, you can yeah. go underwater, right? You can go back in history, things that even billionaires can't do today. We can allow them to, to have access to. And I, I think that's actually even more valuable than just giving people just increasing wealth for people mm. is giving them the ability to, to experience things that that very few people in the past uh, was able to experience. Oh, fascinating. Amazing. Uh, my next question to you is that as someone who has seen technology over the last uh, few decades, someone who understands this whole technology, if you were to look into your crystal ball and look ahead, yes. what are some of the te- future technology disruption, disruptions 
you see in the short term and long term? Uh, in terms of how the metaverse, metaverse and, and XR and all the other things that you're looking at. Well, I I think we're we're at a at a real inflection point in in society overall, and it's not just a single technology. It's really the convergence of multiple. Uh, exponential technology that are all arriving at the same time, and you know everything from AI to XR to genetic, uh, you know, uh, anti-aging technology. You know, we're we're going to be able to live a lot longer. Yes. We're going to be able to have essentially uh, infinite in, uh, information access and infinite in, infinite information processing. Right. Uh, and we're probably maybe even in our lifetime able to get infinite energy access. Mm. Uh, so, you know, it, essentially anything that 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 uh, I, I feel like I feel like we're going to be uh, we have a possibility to to mm. really get to a fairly utopian world mm. once we have that, because then then it really is meaningless to have wealth, mm. because if you have you can know any everything, you can go anywhere, you can do anything. Then does it matter if you have money or don't have money? In fact, I think at that point, uh, you know, we're going to have robots do most of the manual labor mm. and AI to do most of the thinking. So, so we we essentially will become a, a global um, society of of people of leisure. Mm. Absolutely. <laughs> I think I think that that's that's kind of where things are going. Mm. Um, and you know, I, I, it, it's going to be amazing place, but I think it also is a, is a um, ethical challenge for us mm. because it once we can have everything then then what do we live for correct why why do we live and and mm. what do we what what pushes us what drives mm. us I, I think that's the part that that we need to start thinking about um versus technology because i i feel like i'm not really worried about technology advancement because I, I i've seen it for the last four or five decades and you know every year it gets Better, cheaper, faster, <laughs> and 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 it and there's no there's no reason why it should uh, slow down right now. Mm -hmm. uh, the the only things that that uh, you know could probably slow it down is is we do it to ourselves, mm -hmm. right? If we start having you know pushing the wrong buttons and and sending missiles everywhere, I think that you know and and maybe the the the, the climate issues. Mm -hmm. um, so so if if we utilize these technologies in a way where we can start to burn cleaner energy and we can uh, be uh, more mindful in terms of how much materials we use, mm. uh, be, be having a more um, holistic relationship with, with the earth that we live on. Mm. Uh, I think we're, this, this world is going to be a, a, a very good place and, and we can live here for a very long time without, uh, without concerns. Well said. Um, yeah. Well said. And my last question to you, Alvin, and this is for the many, many people who will listen to our conversation. Based on your amazing and incredible journey, you know, from the time you were nine, you've been doing some kind of work to now running not just a big technology outfit, but a very futuristic technology outfit. What would you say are three lessons you would want our viewers and listeners to take away? Okay. Um, I, I, I think for, for me, the, the key is you have to find your purpose. Mm -hmm. You have to find something that, that, that drives you. Yeah. Um, you have to maintain a, a curious mind. 
Mm. So you're you're always learning, always reading. We we talked about this earlier before yeah. the session. Totally. Re really, really filling your brain with the information that's out there because there's just so much information, and, and it's, it's such a a waste if we don't take advantage of it. Mm. Um, and then I think lastly is really surround yourself with 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 people you respect mm. and uh, people that care about you, because um, you know at the end of the day we're we're a social animals. Yep. And, you know, no matter how much money you have or how much success you have, if you don't if you don't have people around you that that you care for and care about you, yep. um, then the, the, there's very little meaning to mm -hmm. to any of it. Well said. And on that note, Alvin, and your three amazing lessons, find your purpose, have a curious mind and surround yourself with people you respect and those who care for you. Thank you so much for speaking to me. Thank you for talking to me about your own amazing journey. I mean, as you were talking, I was actually making notes because of something new that I was learning everything that and everything that you were saying. Thank you for talking to me and to all our audience about the metaverse and uh, how for, you know, I learned something new that the web 3.3.0 is not necessarily the metaverse. It's metaverse <laughs> is uh, the web 3.0 in 3D, maybe, you know. Uh, thank you also for giving me your incredible thoughts on how the metaverse is going to actually impact people about the, the children and how education plays a big role. And you and I both come from societies which are uh, which have had a lot of focus on education, both China and India. And I think that really says everything all about how these two communities seem to be using education, powering themselves. Thank you for speaking to me and good luck to you. No, thank you for inviting me. It's uh, been a pleasure. So, uh, and uh, hopefully this has been uh, useful to your audience. I'm sure it has. Thank you. Thank you for listening to the brand called You Videocast and Podcast, a platform that brings you knowledge, experience and wisdom of hundreds of successful individuals from around the world. Do visit our website www.tbcy.in to watch and listen to the stories of many more individuals. You can also follow us on YouTube, Facebook, Instagram and Twitter. Just search for the brand called You.